0: To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember. That imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with Liz Marshall and we talk about her compelling brilliant and engaging new film Meet the Future and that's Meet M E A T. This is a film where you can find out more information by the way at meetthefuture.com or Liz Mars Dot com Liz Marshall's website, uh, check, check it, uh, both of those out for more information, but this is what Liz would call a solution focused story. And I love that about this film. I love that about documentary film. This goes all the way back to, to, to Liz as an eight year old. And that comes out in our, in our conversation. And you're going to hear a little bit more about that, that this is about uh, the environment. This is about climate change. This is about a more sustainable world. This is about cell based culture it's about meat it's about farming it's about how we kind of actually live on one massive uh, or in one massive farm on one massive farm i guess you could say (laughs) imagine that drone shot right uh this uh the, the the world as a farm but this is about as somebody says in the film i think her name is michaela she says separating the animal uh from meat making and it's a fascinating uh story uh, we we it's about entrepreneurship, it's about business, and about uh, so many things. So so stay tuned. Um, uh, we we get into we we get into ethical conversations and about how, how somebody from the Good Food Institute actually says maybe we got to take ethics off the table in order to get people thinking about what a more uh, cell based culture might look like when it comes to talking about things uh, like meat. So so stay tuned. Um, coming right up, uh, meet the future. With Liz Marshall. Uh, if you want a, more information about my um, uh, speaking and my writing, DavidPeckLive.com, you can head there. You can also buy a copy of Real Changes Incremental. I would love it if you do that. You can also find out more information about uh, the podcasting that I'm uh, up to at face2facelive.ca. So many interviews there to choose from. Please leave us a review on iTunes. I've got a contest coming up. I'm just still not sure what that's going to look like yet. But if in the meantime, you can leave a a four or five star review would be brilliant a uh, little comment there we'd love that social mediate us uh, get word out on the street about face to face sign up for the newsletter we send something out on a monthly basis uh, send it to your friends uh, you can also advertise here with us as well uh, shout outs on uh, the interviews themselves uh, in in the newsletters and of course on online at face to face live.ca. and uh, if you can't do any of that uh, you can also support us through patreon so we'd appreciate that we're loving what we do here we're over over 500 interviews now. It's crazy talk, but we're still going strong. And I am going to be stepping into more conversations over the next. Let's here's to the next uh, 500 interviews. How's that? And uh, don't forget rabble.ca as well for a whole host of other uh, writers and journalists and thinkers and podcasters, people who are bloggers who are, are step peeling back layers and, and stepping into it. News for the rest of us. That's rabble.ca. But don't touch that dial because coming right up. Is Liz Marshall uh, and I having a great conversation uh, talking about her new film, Meet the Future? Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest here with us today. We have uh, Liz Marshall uh, from Liz Mars uh, Films, LizMars.com, uh, t- talking today about her new film, Meet the Future. And that's M E A T, Meet the Future. Liz, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: My pleasure. Nice to be here.
0: Yeah, it's so great. So wonderful film. Thank you for that. I, I Congratulations. Uh, I, I know it's coming out on CBC very soon. Uh, I'm going to be at Hot Docs, which is all online, and I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. But hey, wonderful film. Uh, a bit of a game changer, I think. So congratulations.
1: Oh, thank you so much. It's been a labor of love.
0: I bet. I mean, I've been interviewing uh, documentarians for quite a few years, and I, I, I haven't heard many say that over the years. But I would imagine most would probably agree.
1: Yeah, because uh, documentary as an art form, as a as a practice, um, is you know you have to roll your sleeves up and really sink in and dive in and dig deep and persevere and stick with it um, for years sometimes. And so with this story, Meet the Future, um, I was able to secure the unique behind-the-scenes privilege kind of access Mm. uh, needed to tell this kind of story um, in 2016. And so that's when we started filming. And then uh, we filmed for three and a half years, so our final shoot was in the fall of 2019.
0: So, you know, it's interesting. I, I love that you had, you say you had this unique behind the scenes access. You talk, I've seen it, uh, you've mentioned it before. We had the we had hit the record button, but this idea of being solution focused, you wanted a solution focused story. How, how do you start with a story like this? How do you get that access in a sense? Like, is, is it an ethical sort of moment where you go, you know what? gotta make a film about this or you've read this article or you saw a piece on on I don't know uh, probably not Fox News but you, you know where I'm going with this
1: yeah absolutely and I think you have to trust your instincts because mm. um I had a shiver about oh, it wow. um and it was it was of course you there was no way of predicting where the story would go right, right. there was no way of knowing the rapid progression that lay ahead there was no way of understanding at that particular point which is 2016 that there would be tremendous acceleration or that the timeliness and urgency of the topic would only increase as we now face covid-19 mm-hmm. as a as a global health Emergency. So, I am a believer in the timing of things, mm. and I think that Meet the Future being released now in this current climate, but also um, in twi- at, you know twenty twenty, um, is perfect um, so- in so many ways.
0: So. So just like you're – and I'm sure we're going to talk about Uma Valeti, uh sort of the, the, the one of the guys behind this. There's so many people involved and scientists and all kinds of different uh, – got venture capitalists and, and politicians and lobbyists, I suppose. There's so many who are a part of this. But this story itself is, is very much about uh, – it seems to me about an entrepreneurial spirit. But also, what I love about it is that you draw this notion, that this idea, that it's rooted in in this man's childhood memories, where he had this, you know, talk about trusting your instincts, right? So I wonder, is would you say that as a documentarian, you you, you share that a little bit? Like, is there is there an entrepreneurial documentarian sort of voice to this type of a film? Because I would think that this will be seen as a bit of a prophetic piece down the road.
1: Hmm. Well, that's great to hear. Um, So for me, I like to center social issue documentaries around the human story, the human Mm, experience, to provide an emotional center or uh, to capture the essence of a story through a journey, uh, an active unfolding storyline that uh, a, a person can anchor the experience for an audience, Um, and that through that as an entry point, we can um, tackle and explore and illuminate Mm. big questions, big, urgent, needed uh, dialogue questions and issues. So um, securing the unique access to to Uma Valetti and his small team of scientists and researchers back in 2016 was like the first essential step Um, I also I also should say that to um, uh, so that window, that door was opened to me through uh, a friend of mine. His name is Bruce Friedrich, and he's the co-founder and executive director of the Good Food Institute, which is a yeah, it's a nonprofit uh, dedicated to the acceleration of the clean and plant based meat industries in America. They're based out of Washington, D.C., and. I phoned him in 2015 when I was actively searching for what my next film would be. I I knew that he had just launched his uh, sort of a, a new chapter of his uh, career trajectory as a as a longtime uh, uh, animal protection mm. um, advocate activist. And, and so I was curious about learning about the Good Food Institute. And then he opened the door for me to learn more about this topic. And then he introduced me to uh, Uma. And so
0: love how how that, that when you when you when you start when you look back and you connect those dots love love that how it starts with, you know, the phone call the conversation.
1: I know me it's too. Wonderful. I love that part, and you and there's an element of you know you're directing that process mm. you're being directed it's a it's both it's like you are uh the archer and you're the arrow mm. at the same time, and just trusting in that process and then arriving at okay, this is about the emergence of or the birth of uh this industry a new Uh, revolutionary concept um, uh, that is not only a a concept, but it's underway. So Uma's startup company that he co-founded in 2015 is called Memphis Meats. And Uma's a really interesting story. I like his story because he was born and raised in uh, Vijayawada, India. That's in South India and uh, really passionate focused, intelligent, interesting guy. He um, uh, he ended up uh, emigrating to the United States, and um, he's a Mayo Clinic-trained cardiologist, and he ended up having um, a, a successful career as a cardiologist, but he took this very uh, risky passion-driven career turn and founded Memphis meets the company, the startup company, in 2015, because of his moral uh, compass, and um, and it, so in the film we follow him back to mm. India back to home. understand his yeah we 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 go there with with his wonderful um, his wife Murnali, who's uh, an incredible woman and his partner in life, and we meet his family. And we understand in the film his formative memories and his roots, his upbringing, and how he was shaped and and, and and why and what those memories are that shaped who he is today and and why he's doing what he's doing. So for me, when it came to this topic in this film, I was, of course, really fascinated with the 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 science, the technology, the business, all these pillars of the story um, are important. But at the center of it, the human story, what motivates the people that are moving mm. the needle forward that, that are birthing this industry? Who are they? What are the moral underpinnings, the social issue underpinnings? And why, and why is this important? That is what motivates me and that's what motivated me to follow this.
0: So so many things to say, and I so love that that's what you've done. Is you sort of focused on the one to tell a story to the many, and it's kind of to represent the globe, as it were, in a sense. It seems to me, and I love that it's it's South meets North. I really do. That this man was raised, born and raised in India, comes west, and is now kind of teaching all of us what might be the next best step and the next best way forward. You know, I just, I think it's brilliant. And by the way, I, again, I know I've already congratulated you on the film, but I am without a doubt a step or two closer to becoming a vegetarian. I, my daughter is, she's quite committed. She's 12. She, she saw, um, we were at the ROM, the Royal Ontario Museum in Toronto, and there was an exhibition, a photographic exhibition, and we saw some shark fins, and it might even have been connected to Rob Stewart and Sharkwater, and and she was just, you know, shark fins that had been cut off, obviously from from sharks, and and the the moment. That she had that memory, that that moment has stuck with her in such a big way. Talk about an epiphany, and and I think Uma talks about that a little bit too, doesn't he? He talks about how he's celebrating a birthday, and then on the other side of the wall they were killing chickens, and he says that memory had stuck with him so much that it just you know it changed everything for him, right? You talked about his moral compass, and anyway, it's just it's it's fascinating that you've been able to bring all of that out. I think for me, uh, you know, the notion uh, that we live on one gigantic farm um, um, separated by water, I think, was, was the quote or the line at one point. Is, is kind uh, yes. of a mind-boggling thought. And so, yes, of course, this is about good food. It's about cell-based uh, culture, I guess, you know, and, and and making meat. What was the line by Michaela? Separating the animal from meat-making. I so love that, by the way, Liz. Um, <laughs> but, but when you start to look at the implications, so the film's about this, this really incredible new technology, but hang on a minute here. This is about... So much more. You start with these beautiful environmental establishing shots. This is about the environment. It's about climate. It's about poverty. It's about can Can you talk about the the, the connected nature of 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 the film? Does that make sense?
1: It absolutely it makes sense. And that it, what you're talking about right now is why I'm so excited about this topic because mm. the the subject of Uh, the industrial production of meat that is feeding most of the world because most of the world still eats meat. Um, And when we break that down, we have to unpack that to understand, okay, what does that mean? What are the implications of this? So animal agriculture takes up roughly 45% of the global ice-free surface area. Wow. So 45% of land. Roughly, and uh, it's upwards of one hundred billion land animals that are raised uh, and slaughtered uh, annually worldwide for food.
0: Did you did you say hundred a hundred billion?
1: One hundred billion. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's just upwards of one hundred billion. And then uh, meat consumption indicators are uh, suggest that as as Uh, developing economies grow, and as populations increase, that meat consumption is expected to double by 2050, Mm. as we approach sort of 9.8 billion people on the planet. Uh, Meat consumption is expected to double by 2050. I had to say that twice because I think it's an important thing to underscore. Um, uh, So uh, the current uh, method of getting meat to the plate is unsustainable mm. and um, for so many reasons. And I think uh, the reason that I'm really passionate about the topic of meat production and uh, is because it, it's, it's, it's a convergence of everything I care about. It's about uh it impacts the environment, it impacts um, human health, it impacts human lives, it impacts uh, animal lives and, and, and um, animal health. And so, and, and then of course that, that topic, that subject matter of the benchmark of 2050 and needing uh, viable solutions. feed the world because everyone everyone needs protein it's also true that um in high income countries um uh research is showing that meat consumption could be halved so could be you know significantly reduced due to um uh, advocacy and effective Hmm. uh like systemic change um But but ultimately, what we're looking at is that meat consumption is on the rise. It continues to be on the rise. And the meat industry itself knows that it needs to innovate and uh, invest in uh, viable solution-oriented, you know, answers for for these these issues moving into the future so that's part of the story is that while some people might think that this is a startup story about disruptors that are against the villain of the meat industry and that it's a it's a good guy versus bad guy story and that it's a David and Goliath uh sort of paradigm that that's just not how this story is told and it's it's not told like that because that's not the story. Yeah, there, and, you, get,
0: you get way more of a sense of, uh, even I love the whole scene about the letter and him scribbling on the letter to Trump and how, how these two sort of disparate groups come together. And doesn't, doesn't Uma at some point say, who would have thought I would have been writing a letter like this? When you have these two different mm-hmm. groups coming together to say, we, 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 we've got to make some changes here. We've got to, we've got to turn this upside. What is, uh, what's the quote from Bill Gates? We, how do we square the circle?
1: Exactly. Yeah. 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 So Bill Gates and Richard Branson, they're both, you know, known as billionaire influencers that uh, invest in our future. They are forward thinkers uh, looking to prescient ideas, and they've both invested in Uma's company, Memphis Meats, and so has Cargill and Tyson and other um stakeholders within the meat industry and other mission-driven uh, investors. And, I mean, it, it's who Uma becomes and who he is over the course of the, of the film and the trajectory and following and charting his rise in prominence as a visionary, as a pioneer, as a CEO. And that is really a device, um, I think, in filmmaking, where when you can have a really um, interesting protagonists like human subject to follow and uh, they become he or she becomes like um a portal sure to yep. uh, to to express so much more so in the case of meet the future the film uh it was always the intention that it would be immersive and intimate with one company not a survey where we're jumping around right. talking to a whole bunch of companies but it's a It's a stand-in for all the others. So it's really a microcosm to represent the birth of the industry at large.
0: And Liz, is, is Uma really that much of a nice guy?
1: Oh he's a nice guy <laughs> he really he comes is.
0: across that way you you capture mm-hmm. just a real i don't know team player and 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 uh and i and I don't mean that in a in a in a just in a sort of a trite corporate way but he he embraces and he's he's always smiling in the film and he just he seems very um passionately committed to this this is not this isn't just about um when when you you had i think the fda shows up at one point in the film and and they they want i think you somebody asked them the question about it did do do you guys want the u.s to be first you know and they they answer of course yes you don't get that sense from uma uma's in this for the collective sort of good you know or at least that's the sense Mm -hmm. i got
1: yeah he's laser focused Mm. and really passionate and really careful about every step. Right. Um, He, you know, um, I mean, you see that he's growing his team and accelerating at a fairly rapid pace, but that's not, that's not done like in a careless way. Everything is so meticulous. And, um, and he really is a believer in, his his big tent philosophy right. of working with all stakeholders working together to create solutions and to move move things forward Do,
0: is it going to is it going to work i mean it sure looks that way i mean you start out i think with i think what is it 18000 dollars a pound to create um cell-based meat or you know and and they're very particular too i find that really interesting in the in the film about how no no this isn't cell-based meat this is meat right like it might be yeah yeah there's the and i love that that nomenclature it's all about the language and the packaging comes out near the end and safety and truth what was the phrase truthful truthful labeling right yeah so so anyway and, and i guess i'm dying to ask you did you taste any you know did you have some of that duck or chicken or whatever it was um yeah um, everyone asks me yeah i bet
1: i I did i actually did a post on social media oh cool uh we 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 put a post out yesterday there's an image of me and 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 the team um john and chris uh, my sounding camera uh team um we all had the opportunity to try it and um there's a photo and then me talking about it i talk about it in a podcast um the other day so yes i tried it and uh i i made it clear that i don't eat meat uh for ethical reasons i stopped eating meat 30 years ago wow and i did not have any ethical question or dilemma around trying this meat this meat um no And, you know, um, people have also asked me whether I will become a meat eater when this is on the market. And the question, the answer is, well, I don't, I don't need to eat meat, but I don't have an issue at all with, with this meat, ethically
0: speaking. So, so can we, can we go back 35 years? Because there's something I want to ask you about that might just be connected. I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw it on your website. Did I see a letter that you wrote to Pierre Trudeau?
1: In the seventies, uh, yeah.
0: The, when you were eight years old, and basically <laughs> saying no, more, <laughs> let's let's put some money towards people who are vulnerable and stop spending money on guns. Is that is that the message of the letter? Yes. Yeah. So is is there any connection to to that eight year old and and this woman who said no to meat? Not probably not that long after.
1: I, uh, I think that's such a great question to make the equation there mm. because that's that's how for me. Uh, uh, you know, politically, socially, spiritually, uh, for me, they're totally connected. Right. Violence is violence. Uh, you know, injustice is injustice. Period. So yes, <laughs> well, I don't think as an eight, as an eight year old, um, I was eating meat and 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 enjoying it, but I didn't know the connections then.
0: Right. Right. Well it's interesting that I think it's Uma talks about um uh the childhood memories of course but or maybe it was his partner who was uh, I believe an animal farmer and he he used he used the phrase sent them to slaughter and and you yeah. could almost see Nicholas Nicholas you could see the shift in his his body language as he was talking about that, like this was, this, this is not just about entrepreneurship. This isn't about big business here. This, this, this was rooted in an ethical decision. And yet later in the film, I think you bring out somebody who basically says, yeah, you know what? Most people aren't going to be ethically concerned about this. They just want good meat. That's not too expensive. Right.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: And that's really, it fascinates me, Liz that, so here's this eight year old writing this letter. How come you as at eight was, Whoa, that's pretty good English. How come you at eight were writing that letter, (laughs) and and I wasn't? Do you know what I mean? Like, it just fascinates me. Right?
1: It is. It's true. It's true. And I, we can speculate, of course. But I think, I, I think those seeds were planted for me early on because um, I grew up in a family of um, activists and socially Mm. conscious-minded, active. Citizens. my mother is an active person to this day uh, she's never changed around that she, her commitment to social justice is uh, a huge part of what mm. shapes her own um, identity right but I think um, so you know when you're when you are nurtured within an environment that fosters that kind of awareness um, I think it's just sort of becomes part of your uh, it, it becomes part of your uh, world to think about things like war,
0: right? Um, to ask, or pr- deep, to ask privilege, deeper questions, or
1: yeah, to ask deeper questions and to think about things like privilege,
0: right? Right.
1: Um, so for me, it's 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 been a it's been an ongoing part of my own development and growth and expansion. Um, and I just naturally have brought it to my work.
0: I think it was Bruce, wasn't it? Bruce from the Good Food Institute who said ethical decisions aren't really going to come into it for most people. And mm-hmm. that's, for, for, and that's,
1: that's based on a lot of research, right? huge right. amounts of research because, uh, so what Bruce says there is, is quite interesting. He said the, the mission and focus, of the Good Food Institute that he founded, co-founded in 2015 is to take ethics off the table mm. and to focus on accelerating the birth of the cell-based meat industry and the plant-based meat industries. Um, to make su- to ensure that uh, um, uh, these products are everywhere because when they've done the research, it shows that consumers are—they're um, th- looking for three things ultimately. They're looking for taste, so does it taste good? Does it taste like meat? Um, they're looking for price point, so is it affordable? Meaning, is it you know accessible? And then they're looking for—pardon um, <clears throat> me—accessibility. Right. So is it is it conveniently? Can I find it?
0: Right. Do I have it, where, to drive to Whole where, where, Foods where, to get it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Where do I get it? Right. So, um, that's based on a lot of research and, um, that's just, yeah. Does,
0: so, it, do, does it, does it, does uh, it, concern you at all that, that, uh, not, not that Bruce said it, but that we, it seems like we have to take ethics off the table in order to get here?
1: Um, I feel sad about mm. human- humanity at large. Um, that I, I guess I'm still part of a minority that cares about animals. You know, who cares about animals? And uh, not not my pet, not my not wildlife, but cares about the animals that are in factory farms that are used for food production on mass or that, or the, you know, the animals that are uh, enslaved in other industries. Mm. And my last film, The Ghosts in Our Machine, which Mm. was released in 2013 is really a meditation on all of that, that big moral question and dilemma because, because they've also done the research and, um, Across the board, I think it's something like ninety-five percent, something like that, something huge, uh, that people love animals, but we wear blinders and right. we. There's things you know, it so it's is complex. Fascinating.
0: Is that is that that's cognitive dissonance, right? I mean, that's the the paradoxes. We we humans are just we're walking contradictions. We're, we we really, are. truly are a bit of a mess really right when it when it comes down to some of that that those those yeah those disconnections and those inconsistencies it just doesn't make any sense but i think we are we you know even some of the drone images you have of of those farms they're, they're ast- mm-hmm. I've, i don't think i've ever seen images quite like that before i mean that that it's astounding
1: great and i think you know it's important to me and it's important for this film um, that there is a measured tone mm. around addressing this topic because, like I mentioned earlier, this is nuanced. This is complicated. Everyone needs to eat. Everyone needs protein. The world is expanding. Populations are growing. um and most people eat meat. So we need solutions that are sure. achievable, that are realistic. And, and we need solutions coming at us from many angles. Right. And this is one solution. There's no such thing as the solution. The solution. There's, lots of, there's lots of solutions. This is one sort of revolutionary, game-changing, big-idea solution that has arrived and that is underway and meet the future is this is the film is the story the exclusive story about the birth of this industry
0: yeah to working towards a a world a world without slaughter was another uh, i think it was a quote from 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 uh, one of the montages in in the film, were you were you? We're going to wrap it up here in a couple of minutes. Sadly, this is the kind of conversation list that I mean. I this is the stuff great philosophy and ethics classes are made of. It seems to me. So I mm-hmm. I, do, I do hope your film is is seen by by everyone. And and uh, it's the kind of thing I really do believe it. It has that prophetic edge to it that 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 uh, students are going to be writing writing about this for for uh, for some time. Um, you did you know that? Um, as far as I know, Ingrid Newkirk the one of the founders of PETA, I believe, was affected by the reading of Animal Liberation, which was written in the 70s by a philosopher, Peter Singer, whose work had a huge impact on me when he wrote an essay back in the 70s called Famine, Affluence, and Morality. I don't know if you remember that paper or if you ever read it, but 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 I hope somebody's writing that down right now as they listen to it and, and are interested in enough to go back and look at it. I think the reason I bring that up is just that it, it really is about those little things, those incremental steps. Yes, of course, change can happen at a macro level as well, but it's about stepping into it. I love how Casey describes what one burger per person a week in San Francisco is going to do, right? And, and the way Oh, you bring, it's
1: such a, I know. It's That's mind-boggling. A great, it is mind-boggling, and it's a great equation, the way that she mm-hmm. breaks it down like that. It's really, I, I love that moment.
0: Well, not so, so, so for me, stories can be solution focused, but, but our lives can be solution focused too, right? If, if, if we're intentional.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, That's
0: right. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's wow. So so great chatting with you today. I I really do feel like we could keep this one going and perhaps perhaps uh, we will uh, get an opportunity at another time. Um hey, let's talk a little bit about about what's next. So so the film's going to be on CBC Gem by the time people hear this for sure, but it's also going to be released at Hot Docs online this year uh and later in uh in May, I believe, uh, about 135 films online. Uh, people can find out more about it just interrupt me here if you if you want meetthefuture.com um find out more about you at lizmars L-I-Z-M-A-R-S.com. anything else you can tell us about what's next and and what you might want us to how to step into this in a, in a more intentional way
1: yeah i would say you know we're we're starting to ramp up our social media presence um, and and i i see I see the res—I feel the responsibility and see mm-hmm. the role of documentary being that you know you have your film, which is linear-based time uh, entity. You you it you lock it, you deliver it, and it it and then it is seen. You know, and and our job is to make sure there's tons of exposure that right. it gets out there to the rest of the world, that it's versioned in multiple languages, and we'll do this. Um, we'll do this. We're working on it. Nice. Um, so, people people um, outside of Canada are wondering well, when can I see this film? Well, we don't know exactly just yet, but it's coming. But it's so coming.
0: So, oh, that's good news.
1: Hang in there. Follow us on our social media platforms. Check out our website. Um, subscribe to our quarterly newsletter uh, from our website, meetthefuture.com. And you know, keep your finger sort of on the pulse of what we're doing. But also, I encourage everyone to um, learn more about this mm-hmm. topic.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: look, look it, up, look it up on the internet. Um, you'll, you'll just. There's so much to learn. And we are devising an impact campaign that will be a companion to the film that will live organically. Um, online as part of our uh, educational, um, social impact uh, um, strategy, really, yeah, um, to attra- attract and to, to foster as much dialogue around this as possible, to um, open hearts and minds to mm, the miracle of what is possible. And, and to answer questions and make things um, accessible for people, to demystify the, the, the science, the technology, the concept, also to instill a sense of uh, awe and wonder. Mm. Because good. this is really, in our human evolution, this is the nat- natural next step. We, we, we've needed innovative tools and thinking and technology to get us where we are. And now we need exactly tools, innovation, and technology to get us out of the mess that we're in. Mm. And and this is this is this is the uh, uh, this is human evolution. That's what this is.
0: I love, um, I love how you bring liquid handling robots into the equation as well. Just, uh, just for the record. <laughs> uh you know what I also love, you know, it's not just a film. It's not just an uh, impact campaign, not just a story, but I love how you, you, I think you look to, to Uma's wife and she says something about, this isn't just about this product. This is about the future and, and how that's going to look. And that's uh-huh. what I so love about Meet the Future and about the, clearly about the work you've been doing and uh, goes all the way back to that. Uh, letter you wrote at eight years old that's just fantastic i i I love that part of this this story liz thank you so much for your time today uh we've been talking to liz liz marshall about her new film meet the future um coming soon to a digital theater near you it'll be at hot docs you can see it on cbc uh, documentary channel gem and hopefully uh everywhere in the not so distant future really really appreciate your time today liz
1: Oh, right on. It was great, great
0: to meet you and to talk to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can.